You are listening to WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana. My name is John Clark, and this is The Jazz Focus. Thank you for joining us, and today we're going to be focusing on a group that was enormously popular and influential in the 1920s. It was based in Kansas City and uh, toured around a little bit of the Southwest, but mostly in the Midwest and Southern Midwest and Oklahoma, uh, Missouri, and uh, in that vicinity, even as far as Chicago sometimes. It was led by a piano player named Benny Moten, who was a native of Kansas City. He was born in 1894. He came up as a ragtime piano player and had some fame in Kansas City as a ragtime exponent in the 1910s. By the early 20s, he had formed a small dance group, six or seven pieces, that was playing in what we'd probably call today a New Orleans style. It was very influenced by New Orleans musicians, and he'd heard them uh, coming up the uh, Mississippi River and various uh, incarnations on the riverboats and so forth. And his first recordings, which we've done a podcast of, by the way, uh, have that kind of sound, uh, that uh, almost King Oliver's Creole jazz band type of sound, maybe a little less organized. Very blues-based in this area. Uh, We're going to hear a lot of blues today, and we started out with a couple of very bluesy tunes. We started with the Kansas City Shuffle and Yazoo Blues. And... uh, Kansas City Shuffle, uh, actually both of them were composed by Moten himself. He had a, a finger on the pulse of the popular music of the day. And this band was very, very influential all through the 1920s. Uh, by the late 20s, uh, he was the most recorded musician in that area of the territory bands anyway. He did come to New York with his group in the late 1920s, played the Lafayette Theater. Uh, ended up there also in 1932, where the last version of this band made a series of seminal big band recordings that featured, among others, Count Basie and Hot Lips Page and so forth. Uh, But even before that, they were considered trendsetters, and many of the musicians who went through this group uh, became much more famous than other groups a little bit later. So, as I said, we started out with the Kansas City Shuffle and Yazoo Blues. This was an example of Benny Moten's Kansas City Orchestra, and these were recorded for RCA Victor in Chicago on December 13th of 1926. Uh, The band had been recording for OK Records in the early 20s, 23, 4, and 5, uh, but by December of 26, they had a contract with Victor, which was one of the biggest recording companies of the day, and they were brought to Chicago to one of the permanent studios. Before that, they had been recording in remote... um, studios that uh, OK had brought out uh, to the hinterlands to record local bands. Uh, on our podcast uh, detailing those records, I, I, I overlapped into the Victor period on two tunes from this very date, Thick Lip Stomp and Harmony Blues, and uh, those I think are a little bit more in the retro style, if you will. Kansas City Shuffle and Yazoo Blues shows where the band was headed. We had in this band Lamar Wright on cornet, Thamon Hayes or Thamon Hayes on trombone, and Woody Walder on clarinet and tenor sax, all of uh, whom were part of the early Benny Moten band that was the front line of the first group from the early 20s, as was in the rhythm section Sam Tall on banjo and uh, Benny Moten himself on piano. In addition to those fellows, we have Vernon Page on tuba, and the uh, much better fidelity of these recordings as opposed to the earlier ones really allows you to hear the tuba lines of Vernon Page, and we're going to hear some features for him coming up. We also have Willie McWashington on drums, a very underrated drummer from the period, and he stayed with Moten for the rest of uh, Moten's career. 
We also have in the, in the uh, reed section Harlan Leonard on clarinet and alto saxophone. He was a fine lead alto player, and we heard him do a couple of excellent alto solos as well. Laferet Dent on alto and baritone sax. He also played some tenor sax as well in the ensembles. Uh, the clarinet solos were done by Woody Walder, who was kind of a novelty type of player who obviously had cut his teeth on an earlier style of jazz, probably on the minstrel and tent show circuit. A lot of novelties playing through just the mouthpiece and so forth. So we're going to continue with this session and uh, hear the last tune recorded on December 13th, which was called the White Lightning Blues. And then from there, we're going to go to three tunes recorded the next day. We're going to hear the Muscle Shoals Blues, which passed as a standard at the time. It was uh, composed by George Thomas, a piano player who uh, was writing in New Orleans in the early 1920s. He was from elsewhere, and he settled in Chicago. He was from a very musical family with Herschel and Hosiel Thomas and Sippy Wallace, all being his siblings. And uh, Hosiel Thomas was actually his daughter. After that, we're going to hear a Jelly Roll Morton tune, uh, an early cover version of a Morton tune by a, a big band. This is called the Midnight Mama, or it is called Midnight Mama, kind of an unusual version of this tune. And then we're going to finish up with the standard tune Sugar by Maceo Pinkard, which was a very popular tune in Chicago at the time. This was on December 14th of 1926. So those will be our tunes for the first set, uh, or the one coming up. White Lightning Blues, Muscle Shoals Blues, Midnight Mama, Missouri Wobble, and Sugar, all by Benny Moten's Kansas City Orchestra, recording in Chicago. Thank you. 
like candy.
So that last tune was a nice relief from the uh, blues fest we had before. Of course, the Benny Moten Band was known for its blues performances, and uh, we heard quite a few there. We started out with the White Lightning Blues from December 13th of 1926 uh, with a clever little quote with the clarinet trio doing How Dry I Am in there, remembering this was Prohibition time. Uh, we heard some Woody Walder clarinet, whose playing really runs hot and cold on these sides. He sometimes has this wonderful blues sensibility, makes him sound like Johnny Dodds, and sometimes he sounds like a circus clarinet player, but that's what he wanted, I guess. His career lasted well into the 1940s, uh, doing swing things. He stayed in Kansas City his whole life. I believe he lived into the 1980s. An interesting, interesting character. After the White Lightning Blues, we go to the next day, December 14th of 1926, and heard those two tunes by other people, George Thomas's Muscle Shoals Blues, which was a, a well-recorded tune at the time, and then Jelly Roll Morton's Midnight Mama, which featured a Woody Walder clarinet mouthpiece solo over a tenor sax melody played, I guess in this case, by Lafred Dent. And I should mention, Harlan Leonard played all, played all the alto solos and did the lead alto parts on here. He was a very underrated musician of the time as well. We're going to be doing a show a little bit later of Harlan Leonard's Rockets, which was a big band that recorded in the 1940s and uh, shows off his musicianship and leadership skills as well. After Midnight Mama, we went to Missouri Wobble, a kind of an up-tempo tune that this time featured Woody Walder on tenor sax. He was probably a better tenor sax player, or at least more jazzy than clarinet. He didn't do, indulge in all of the extra musical antics that he did on clarinet, but he was a, a very good technical player. All through here, we hear some great cornet solos by Lamar Wright, who left the band right after this. Uh, he later played with Cab Calloway and even with Count Basie later on, and his son, Lamar Wright Jr., played even more with Count Basie. Thayman Hayes is on trombone. He had a good forthright style, and he stayed with the Moton Band up through 1929 when there was a bit of a purge. He and Harlan Leonard and a couple of other players, Vernon Page, uh, were basically fired, uh, so Moton could bring in some new styled players and sort of update his, uh, his band's uh, sound a little bit. And Thamon Hayes started a band called The Rockets with Harlan Leonard that later was taken over by Leonard, as I mentioned, recorded in 1940. So we finished off with Sugar, uh, which takes us to June of 1927, June 11th. And these territory bands were out on tour quite a bit, and they were usually booked into the studio for multiple days. And we're going to see that. We saw that in December. We're going to see that in June of 1927 for the rest of this show. The band had changed a little bit, and you hear the uh, sound quality improving as well with some outstanding tuba playing by Vernon Page on, on Sugar, and we're going to hear more of him coming up. Also in the rhythm section, Willie McWashington, still on drums, Leroy Barry is the banjo player. He also plays guitar from time to time, along with Benny Moten on piano. We're going to hear a Benny Moten piano feature that sort of takes us back to the ragtime era coming up. On trumpets, we have Ed Lewis and Paul Webster. Paul Webster became much more uh, famous with the Jimmy Lunsford band a little bit later on. Ed Lewis was the lead trumpeter for Count Basie's band. Of course, Count Basie joined Moten a couple of years after this, and uh, he took over the remnants of the band when Moten died in 1935 from, as we're told, a botched tonsillectomy, which doesn't sound very pleasant. Uh, it's hard to untangle the trumpet soloist. I believe it was Ed Lewis on Sugar. I think he played the more open uh, trumpet solos at this point, and Paul Webster played the muted ones, but that could have switched around a bit too. The Mon Hayes is also here, and in the reed section we still have Harlan Leonard and Woody Walder and Lafred Dent, and we have a fourth reed player, Jack Washington, on clarinet, alto, and most notably baritone sax, and that was the horn that he was best known for playing with Count Basie a little bit later on. 
So we're going to go on and do the rest of this session for the rest of our show. Uh, these were done on June 11th and 12th of 1927, all the same band, of course. And we're going to hear the New Tulsa Blues coming up. Actually, no, we're not. We're going to hear Dear Heart, first of all. Um, and that uh, song will... Um, feature uh, several members of the band. It's more of a pop tune, as I said. Uh, they were starting to move a little bit away from the blues. That was still an important part of their style, but um, they started, uh, Moten started taking on compositions from some of the members of the band, in this case by Lafra Dent. After that, we're going to go to the New Tulsa Blues. That was a re-recording of a tune and an arrangement that Moten had done for OK three or four years earlier. That's one of his own tunes. Then a pop tune that he had also recorded earlier, a co-composition between Moten and Thamon Hayes called Baby Deer, which will feature a vocal duo between Hayes and Dent. Then we're going to hear that uh, ragtime feature, the 12th Street Rag, Ude Bowman's famous tune from the 1910s, and Moten will show off his ragtime chops. Apparently, even after Basie joined the band to play band piano, uh, Moten would do a ragtime feature every evening or so, just for the older folks in the audience, I guess. Then we're going to finish off that session with the first tune from June 12th, and that's a tune called Pass Out Lightly, subtitle of There Ain't Nothing To It. And that was a composition by Jack Washington, and he is featured on baritone sax in there as well. So that's our set coming up. Deer Heart, the new Tulsa Blues, uh, Baby Deer, the 12th Street Rag, and Pass Out Lightly.
Fittingly, Jack Washington gets the last word on that last tune. Pass out lightly, there ain't nothing to it. And that was a Jack Washington composition. I'm assuming that the people who wrote the compositions also did the arrangements. There was no dedicated arranger here uh, in this band until Eddie Durham joined the band um, shortly thereafter. Um, there was a... Uh, a, a a sort of a, a need to do a head arrangements. I'm not sure how good some of these players were in this early band at reading music, but they certainly played together enough. Even the head arrangements had a great deal of organization. So that last tune, uh, Pass Out Lightly, featured two duets, one between the trumpet players, cornet players actually, Ed Lewis and Paul Webster. And I'm sort of just guessing that Paul Webster played the uh, muted solos and Ed Lewis played the open ones, but it might well have been the other way around. So we had the two of them in some form. Then we had a tenor and baritone sax duet between Woody Walder and uh, Jack Washington. Before that, we heard the 12th Street Rag, which featured a little bit of the piano of the leader, Benny Moten, who, as I said, was a classic ragtime player. It had some banjo in there by um, Leroy Berry, and also some tenor by... Uh, Walder and some other fine players, uh, some fine solos by the other players as well. Before that, we heard Baby Deer, that Thamon Hayes uh, and Benny Moten tune with Hayes and Laffer Dent doing the uh, vocal honors on there. Again, uh, an Ed Lewis solo, if it was indeed he playing the open trumpet. And some good uh, Jack Washington on baritone sax. His addition to the band really gave it a, a fairly major soloist. He, Washington has never been given credit for his early work. When he went with Basie, he didn't solo as much. He had uh, great sound and anchored the section for a number of years, but he wasn't really featured as a soloist. Uh, Nevertheless, he was highly regarded as a soloist and player, and apparently there was some talk of his switching to tenor once Herschel Evans passed on in 1939. He didn't do that, though, of course. So before uh, Baby Deer, we heard the New Tulsa Blues, a sort of an older-fashioned blues performance. The Moten Band had recorded more or less that arrangement a few years earlier for OK. We heard a great uh, solo by Harlan Leonard, who wasn't featured too much on these sessions, on soprano sax in this case, uh, and uh, some of the other players as well. And we started out with Deer Heart, that Lafford Dent tune that I presume he arranged as well. So I hope you enjoyed this program. This is the uh, the first blush of the classic Benny Moten Orchestra, I guess you'd have to say, recording for RCA Victor in uh, December of 1926 and June of 1927 during two different tours to Chicago. And uh, 
more or less the same band with a couple of differences in there. And we get the evolutionary feel of a band that was moving from a blues-based repertoire to more of a pop tune uh, repertoire as well. Of course, that was the way jazz was going at the time. And also more complicated arrangements. And we'll hear more of those coming up. I did another podcast of the next version of the Moton Band that featured Count Basie and uh, Eddie Durham and others. You can look that up on my podcast station, uh, which is carried on Spotify and Apple and so forth also called the Jazz Focus. So we have two more tunes uh, that finish off this little period of the Moton Band, both from June 12th of 1927. We're going to hear the Ding Dong Blues, which was a tune that was credited to Moton and Staten. I don't know who Staten was. Uh, this will also give a nice little feature for Harlan Leonard. And then we're going to finish off with a Moton Stomp, a Benny Moton tune. This is not the Moton Swing, but it's a tune that was recorded several times by several different bands, I think largely because it was issued as a stock arrangement, uh, crediting Benny Moton as the arranger on this one. So this is Benny Moton and his Kansas City Orchestra recording in 1927 in Chicago. Again, Ed Lewis and Paul Webster on cornets, Thamon Hayes on trombone, Harlan Leonard on alto and clarinet and soprano sax, Jack Washington on clarinet alto and baritone sax, Woody Walder on clarinet and tenor, Lafred Dent on alto and tenor, Benny Moten on piano, Leroy Berry on banjo, Vernon Page on tuba, and Willie McWashington on drums. This is The Jazz Focus, and you are listening to it on WETF, The Jazz Station in South Bend, Indiana. 